We are SC Podcast. Gary Pasquist, Daryl Rideau, and Greg Katz after the Saturday uh, scrimmage, scrimmage emphasis situation that Clay Helton said we're just going to throw the ball out there and let him go for it. And, guys, I think uh, we'll all agree, getting ready to talk about this practice, that it was the best day offensively uh, for the Trojans that we've seen this spring, especially when they're, when they're going live. Don't want to overblow it. It wasn't an offensive right. explosion. But if you're looking for encouraging steps, there was things to like about this day. Daryl, we were sitting here getting ready for the podcast, and you were talking about how you like the rhythm and the tempo, the way they come out. I don't think there's any question about it. Clay Helton mentioned it. It was set by the running backs. You had the two healthy running backs in Aka Cedric Ware and Vave Malapii, and they really ran hard today. They, they had a very good day. I really thought there was one play from Vavai where he was backed up inside their red zone. He started left, went right, right and, and, and had a good game. And, and we're just going, God, boy, these two guys all day long are running hard and running well. Right. And what I love about spring ball is spring ball is like taking a, an accelerated crash course. And throughout practice, you're simulating certain things that you want to emphasize, but then comes your midterm. And your midterm during spring is the spring practice and the, and the, the spring games or scrimmages that, that we're now starting to see. And what I really liked about the rhythm and the tempo that we're seeing is the experiment going from under center with, some, with the younger quarterbacks competing and then ending up in the pistol. And what that's doing is it's allowing for T. Martin, even in practice, to start calling um, plays with the rhythm and the purpose and it seems to be feeding the running backs seem to be feeding off of the timing of those plays you talked about Aka Cedric Ware and Vavai those are two physical um, style running backs that love to play in between the tackles but boy if you're a corner don't expect them to stay vertical north and south because they'll start to slant east and west and they're looking to pop you and so what, what I love about uh, the running backs the physicality that they bring to the table, it seems to energize the offensive line. And then, Greg, let's uh, let's talk about the quarterbacks for a second because the running game did get things going. You had a hiccup early on for the quarterbacks. Jack Sears threw, threw, a, threw a pass that uh, Jonathan Lockett read well and uh, pick six, uh, a short pick six. But once that running game got going, the quarterbacks, especially Jack, bounced back and the, the receivers were making some plays for him. Yeah, I really like the poise of bouncing back after the interception. Uh, you know, as soon as he threw it, I think most everybody who's been following spring ball went, oh my gosh, here we go again, underwhelming, disappointing. But on the contrary, uh, Jack responded. He threw two great deep balls to Vellis Jones. I think one did go for a touchdown and one was, you know, was close to one. And, uh, you know, I thought both quarterbacks took steps today uh echoing what you said it you know they're not it's not matt liner it's powerhouse offense but but where they have been i also believe that because they were scrimmaging which we haven't seen much of uh because of like what daryl was mentioning the running game being effective it took a lot of pressure off of these guys and uh you know both of them i thought uh were workmanlike you didn't see a bunch of big time mistakes uh, I think it would help if the centers could snap the ball consistently back to these quarterbacks. Yeah. And, you know, what? I don't think there's an excuse for the centers because they practice it all the time. Uh, one of the centers that was here last year, and I don't think it's an excuse to say, well, when Toa gets back, this isn't going to happen because I remember even Toa had issues snapping the ball back. But And that's an issue for the quarterbacks. You know, these guys are under a lot of pressure to perform because standing right near them is JT Daniels. Yes, and, uh, you know, I don't care what anybody says. You have that looking over your shoulder. It can be a distraction. But kudos to both of the guys for, for, for stepping up. Uh, like I said, you know what? 
some guys they just tune in during a real game like scrimmage. Uh, you know, maybe they should have been scrimmaging more earlier. That's my perception of it, to be honest with and, you. And that would be something I would want to say as well is uh, get these guys more game action. That you, you talked about this being an evaluation session this spring rather than really finalizing a job. That is one thing to to, to see an 80 play scrimmage. We didn't even right. see that today. Yeah. Uh, but Daryl, when you were playing, you know, it was almost every Saturday was an 80 play scrimmage. And what what you like about those simulated scrimmages where you, you see live action is it gives guys like Jack Sears and Matt Fink an opportunity to 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 really feel that pressure of live live bodies coming at you mm-hmm. and seeing how they're going to react under the pressure without the, the threat of the whistle being blown. And you know what? When we talk about the effectiveness of the running game, I almost think you have to give a lot of credit to the addition of a, 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 um, a Tim Drevno mm-hmm. being on the coaching staff, integrating a different style of running game, having come from Michigan, where in the in the um, the, the, the the Big Ten they still play that hard physical that physical style, but his presence in that coaching uh, room and it seems like they're tweaking the way that the offensive line seems to be blocking it really seems to bode well for young any young quarterback that ultimately is going to be under center and the best friend of a running back I mean of a quarterback is a strong and effective running game and what I thought I saw today was the bounce back from Sears uh, was the fact that the defense had to draw in and take um, notice to the fact that the running game was so effective. That leads to play-action pass, and then with these athletic quarterbacks, it allows for them to get out of pocket if necessary. And we, and we also saw uh, Vellis Jones today was arguably as, as good of a day as he'd had. Yeah. Uh, three explosive plays, yep. uh, ha- had a, a sweep around uh, left end that got in for a touchdown. Where There was a couple defenders waiting for him at the goal line, and he stuck his nose in there. Right. Uh, there was the deeper pass that you mentioned um, where, where he, he caught it in coverage from Chase Williams. He shook a Chase Williams away, was sprinting for a long touchdown. And what I loved, he didn't get to the end zone because Talanoa Hufanga tracked him down the whole way and got him at the four-yard line. Yeah. And then Bellis had another long uh, catch as well. So Clay Helton talking about it. Okay, not only is this guy getting his uh, the lights going on, but there's opportunity there right yeah. now. And you talked about it with someone like Sed Ware as well. And when guys get their opportunity, yeah. you never know what's going to happen. And Gary, especially during spring ball, when you know guys are recovering from injury, and there's we don't have a full set of a, of a deep roster that you will have when all the the, the true incoming class is in. Uh, it's addition by subtraction. The, the, the lack of bodies is allowing for uh, guys like Velas and you talked about Ware and even Vavai to have extensive reps, reps that they haven't been getting prior to now. So we're now able to see that these players who in our system, if you're thinking of them as a, a cast, um, a movie cast, they've been typecast to perform certain roles. Now we're seeing a full arsenal of what they can do. And getting that on film and the versatility of a guy like Velas, that you can actually extend into the op- into the season regardless of who's on this roster. I love the fact that these guys are staying healthy, but they're taking advantage of these additional reps. And it's really frustrating the defense at times because of the way that they're coming out and they're not accustomed to seeing this type of versatility from these particular uh, players who at one point were role players, mm-hmm. but now are asked to be you know uh, leading anchor road players. But flipped to the other side, you, you talked about um, Talanoa uh, Hufanga. I like this kid at the safety position wearing number 15. I almost like to see him wear the likes of a number 43 because that's who he reminds me of. Troy Palomalu, the guy that I played with at USC 
early on in his career, uh, before he really had a grasp of the defense, he just seemed to roam the secondary with an instinctive play that always kept his nose around the ball. Mm -hmm. And as your eyes are, are gazing left to right across the football field, you notice that 15 continues to show up in frames. And not only is he causing havoc in the running game, but he's also disrupting passes all throughout spring ball and spring or the, the spring scrimmages and spring practice. But it, it's just this incoming freshman class will have to make an impact, and I love what I see so far from the younger players. Let's talk about a couple other guys on, on, on defense, Greg. We talked about Jonathan Lockett making the pick, just a continuing good spring from Jonathan. Biggie Marshall had arguably the play of the day. Tyler Vaughn's caught a pass over the middle, and Biggie just, shall we say, aggressively Got it. Got the ball out of there and returned it for a touchdown. That was a very good play by Iman Marshall. Yeah, and I think it symbolizes his development. I think because he's a senior, and you know, in this day and age, if you're returning for your senior year, a lot of times people look at it as you you're a failure. I think I think he's a success because he recognized that he wasn't ready for the NFL, and maybe the NFL wasn't quite ready for him either. And uh, his maturity level, there's no you know jumping up and down. There's no barking. There's no braggadocio he's just playing and you can see that it it does make a change in how he's how he's performing i have i've been impressed with him and i'll tell you what i've been a critic of him uh hopefully a guy like jack jones will see what biggie has done and say you know what i gotta change my game adjust to it and if he would do that and, and biggie became kind of a mentor for him uh the trojans would be that much better on defense um but I think defensively, if I could just kind of talk about it in general, I thought this was the first time the defense looked not quite as superstarish, and that was because they actually scrimmaged. Uh, there was a lot of undisciplined defensive line play. Guys were uh, jumping off sides, and you know, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Kenichi Udizi was not pleased with that. He was throwing his hat down on the ground. I mean, so you know, the coach understands it. But this is what happens when you don't scrimmage a lot. You know, you get so jacked up that you are not watching the ball. You're just maybe just listening to the snap count or what have you. Uh, but um, I thought it was good for the defense, even when they were, you know, overly aggressive, should we say, because that's what's going to happen in the real game. You don't want to wait to practice in a real game. And you don't really want to wait until fall practice either. You want to have good habits. Daryl? It's interesting you mentioned that for the first time it felt like the the offense got the better of the defense. And I, I really believe that you can attribute that to the offense playing with better pad level and taking the fight to the defense and really, you know, kind of stunning the, the defensive line. And you're not accustomed to seeing that, especially early on throughout scrimmage. Uh, but, but kudos to the poise that the offensive line played with because you're going to – if, if Clay Helton is emphasizing playing with the physicality, it's going to start with the offensive line. But the offensive line, once again, I think that the, the style of running backs that we have right now in the system running the ball with, with Ware and Vavai are attributing to the physicality that the offensive line is blocking with. But I want to go back to the corner, that rotation right now. And kudos to a guy like Jonathan Lockett who fought to get back, you know, and he's finally playing healthy. And you're reminded of how instinctive he is as a ball shark uh, around the ball and, and what an impact he can make all throughout that secondary. I think he's one of the most versatile players that can play every position in the secondary from both safety positions to the slot and outside in the corners. But if, if you're a guy like Jack Jones, you better be careful that a guy like Jonathan Lockett, a veteran, doesn't come in and start gobbling up some of those reps. Because if you were counting production while on the field, um, 
his count is is he's on the plus side if you're talking about Jonathan Lockett and the type of plays that he makes mm-hmm. not only around the ball um, in in run protection situations but also his ability to have a knack for for adjusting on the fly and intercepting the ball as we saw against us uh, uh, early in the game or early in practice and that's our report here from uh, the USC campus Brian Kennedy Howard Jones Field after the Trojans Scrimmage emphasis Saturday practice with one week left to go in spring practice. Trojans will be back on the practice field on on Tuesday. And then the uh, final day of spring ball a week from today at Loker Track Stadium. So for Darrell Rodeau and Greg Katz, this is Gary Pasquitz. You're listening to We Are SC.